Well, good morning. He is risen. He is risen. I was so excited. It was, it was really awesome to hear the kids share with us this morning. Amen? It is, it's really encouraging the amount that they'll come up and put themselves out there and, and do their best and sing their little hearts out. It was just inspiring to me. So thank you, kids. Thank you from me to you, from all of us. And the words that they were singing were really, really encouraging. And it comes from 1 John 3, 16 through 18. So we're going to have a look at that this morning to start. All right, here it is. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And it goes on. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Woo! So Jesus is the example, right? We're going to keep going, but Jesus is the example. He laid down his life for us, and he says, so you should be doing the same thing. That sounds pretty challenging, huh? I can think about that with my wife or my daughter, some of my extended family, What John's calling us to is to do that for each other, to live that way for each other. And he's going to expand on that. As we move into 17, he makes this real practical, okay? So you with me? Verse 17 says this. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Woo! Yeah? So it's hard to wrap our minds around laying our lives down for somebody. But is it really that hard, as John put it, if we have things to be able to see needs? Things could be time. It could be money. It could be other possessions. But to see needs and to not show pity, to have no pity, then how can the love of God be in that person? Wow. What a question. And then he follows it in 18. He says this, dear children, that's us. Dear children, not just the kids that sang earlier, that's all of us. We're the children. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech. And I would argue because that's cheap. Okay? Let us not love with words or speech. It's not that they're not important. They're important. It's important that you love with words and speech. But is that sacrifice for me to say, hey, Sid, I love you, brother? That's not a sacrifice on my part. Right? So it says, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Okay? Actions being that Like you said before, we're seeing a brother and sister in need. We're going and helping them. And truth being that our love and our giving of of what we have is based in the reality that we have so much more in Jesus. And if we base that truth, our, our giving out of Scripture, we have so much more. So what we can take from this song that the kids saying to us is that Christ is our perfect example. 
He's our perfect example. And that the suffering that he took on going to the cross for us is one that we can apply to suffer for others. Right? You with me? Awesome. Well, in church, we talk a lot about the cross. And that's a good thing. It's important that as we live our lives and as we love like Christ loved sacrificially, that the cross is, is in sight. But, some, but today we're celebrating an empty tomb. Amen? He's risen. And the resurrection changes everything. It changes everything. Paul put it this way. I think it's in Corinthians, but I could be wrong because I'm just shooting from the back of my brain here. That if he didn't rise from the dead, then everything we're doing, it's for naught. No point. Nice try, but no point. Okay? So it changes absolutely everything. And today... We're going to talk about a few of those things. We're going to talk about three specific things that I think can encourage us today. Things we can grab hold to. We just talked about the cross. We talked about Jesus' example. We talked about the suffering that he went through for us and how we are in turn to to show pity and mercy and grace and justice and righteousness to those around us. Amen? Woohoo! All right. And so now, and so now, we're going to talk about something that we can hold on to because of some things we can hold on to because of the resurrection that will equip us to do that better. So one of the, the first thing I want to talk about is that Jesus' resurrection identifies him as a promise king of creation. Okay? In Isaiah 11, 1 through 9, it talks about this king to come, and he's going to be spiritually anointed. He's going to be righteous and just king. And he says that, that his kingship will transform creation. Wow, that's quite a king. Do we feel like creation is transformed right now? Eh, eh, maybe not. But there's a promise that it's being transformed, right? And because of Christ, it says we can be transformed. Amen? Woo, that's a good start. Let's start there. In Acts 2, 29 through 36, Peter is addressing people and he, and he points to Jesus as being the king that they were waiting for. And you know what he says? He says that the resurrection's the proof. The resurrection's the proof. Woo! All right, so resurrection, that's pretty important. That's thing one. How are we feeling? Resurrection's pretty important, amen? Amen, pretty important. All right, let's keep going. So second thing, Jesus' resurrection identifies him as the last Adam. In 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 22, it says this. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all died, 
so in Christ all will be made alive. So Adam and the fall, death and sin, frustration and suffering enters, right? And then it says that through Christ's resurrection, what life is being poured in. He is the final Adam, and so we are, we are, his life is being poured into us. Those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior can embrace this life and the promises that that life holds, despite the current state of our world. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And part of embracing that living is looking to that transformation of creation to come. It's accepting the transformation of Christ into our hearts and, and, and willingly becoming more and more like him as we live in faith. But we can look forward to the transformation that is to come. So the final thing that I want to talk about here that the resurrection promises, it, it enables Jesus to give the Holy Spirit to his people. And so in John 7, 39, Jesus is speaking, and John uh, emphasizes something. Jesus says some words, and then John says, he says, what he's talking about is that the Spirit couldn't come until, it couldn't be given to us until Jesus was glorified. It couldn't be given to us until Jesus was glorified. And, and folks, part of the glorification, the exaltation of Christ Jesus was not only in the death, but in the resurrection. Amen? He's exalted to the right hand of God. And I believe that, yes, in Acts, in Acts 2, 32 through 33, it says, it says that the Father pours out, anoints Christ and Christ pours out into his people the Holy Spirit. How cool. How cool. And folks, that's just a small piece of the many, many everythings that were changed by the resurrection. The launching of God's end time kingdom is in place. Ezekiel 37. Freedom from sin and death. That's in Romans and Hebrews. The glorification uh, and glorious resurrection bodies, that's 1 Corinthians and Philippians, a guarantee that God one day will tra transform all of creation, 1 Corinthians, Romans, Hebrews, Revelation. Many wonderful things that are promised because of the resurrection. Isn't that exciting? Whew. I would preach a whole lot more for you folks today, but we're going to keep things moving. So I want to welcome up the North Country Brass, and I want to give you an encouragement as we go, and we're going to fellowship and spend time together uh, this morning, encouraging each other. As you reflect this week or today on all the incredible blessings brought to us through the resurrection of Jesus. I want to encourage you to embrace them with thankful hearts, okay? You with me? There's a lot of distractions and moving pieces, so I need your attention here, okay? You're all looking at me. We're gonna try this again. Everyone's looking at me. Raise your hand if you're looking at me. 
Oh, most of you. That's good. Either that or some of you don't want to raise your hand, okay? As we reflect today on some of the incredible blessings brought to us through the resurrection of Jesus, I want to encourage you to embrace it with thankful hearts. And may it so transform us that we live lives like the children's song said, knowing how to love like Christ loved us. Amen? And do that together, church. Thank you.